0: your two into dc's dfs challenge with dan mader and chris pinto live on the worldwide sports radio network
1: and welcome in everybody you are listening to the dc's dfs challenge tournament show here on the worldwide sports radio network wwsrn as always i'm your host dan mader We're Also presented to you by belly up sports and if you can't tell, I am actually here on my own again tonight. But Mr. Chris Pinto will be back very, very soon. Don't you worry to be flushed. about that. Now, what we have to get into tonight. We got all kinds of DFS value plays to talk about. We got the DraftKings lineups to talk about. We have the FanDuel lineups to talk about. And we will have, this week, Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly on the second half of the show talk about some picks. Help you guys win some money this week. That's because that's what ultimately we're all about at the end of the day is making sure you guys have what you need to win your money each and every week out there. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Because we got a lot we got to talk about here. More picks to get into at the end of the show. And everybody wants to know, what do you got to do to win the DraftKings tournament? Which, by the way, the free submission... To the DC's DFS tournament is up on the link. We'll get that out to you on the break. You'll be able to join. It's free to join, and you get the chance to become an eligible winner for $100 at championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Florida himself. He'll talk about more about that when he gets onto the show. But it's a way we can give back to you guys, to you guys, the fans. And it's also a great way for you to dabble in DFS if you haven't done it before. It's completely free. And you might even have a chance to win something. If you win the week, you become an eligible contestant. And at the end of the month, we have a drawing of the four eligible winners to see which one takes home the prize. And we're actually going to be doing it tonight for the November winners because it's it's the first week of December. It's the first Saturday of December. So we will have the November winner drawing when Mr. Chaz Flaherty comes on to the show later on today. And then you'll be able to get that winner, and then you'll see how it works for December if you're new and joining the show. But let's dive into our DraftKings lineup. Now, as always, when I do this show, we have our DraftKings lineup, we have our FanDuel lineup, and I usually have a couple of sleepers for you that didn't quite make it into my lineup, but I do think are valuable plays for you guys to take a look at yourselves. Trying to hit this thing from every angle, especially when we're talking about, we mostly mostly focusing on tournament plays here because we're in it for the big money. So you want contrarian plays you want values in certain areas you want to be able to take chances and I gotta say I felt pretty good about my DraftKings lineup this week there was a lot of value to be had and there's gonna be a lot of similarities between my DraftKings lineup and my FanDuel lineup this week because for the first not wouldn't say the first time but normally speaking there's a lot of different value between DraftKings and FanDuel this week however a lot of the same players were valuable on each one but for the DraftKings lineup to kick things off here, I started off, usually I go with the combination, if I can at all help it. And I decided to go with Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis. That's right, not A.J. Brown, because A.J. Brown's priced up a little bit high at $7,300. But Corey Davis, in a game in which I expect the Tennessee Titans to be able to move the ball, especially on Cleveland, who has a banged-up Denzel Ward. Now, yes, Miles Garrett is going to be back in that lineup, but the wide receivers, not only have they had already good matchups, any wide receiver going up against Cleveland Browns so far this season to begin with. Now you have plus matchups with no Denzel Ward available. And now both AJ Brown, and Corey Davis should be able to get one-on-ones should be able to get open. And this is the time of the year where I expect Ryan Tannehill to start playing better. I have talked about this on my show, the MDs fantasy football show before this is the part of the schedule where Ryan Tannehill will start to shine. And the fact that he was able to have a good performance last week against the Colts, I think will give him a vote of confidence heading into this week. And then we look at Corey Davis. The reason I stack him with Ryan Tannehill in this one is because Corey Davis is only $5,100. This is a guy who's been seeing about the same amount of targets as AJ Brown. Now, does he have the same explosiveness? No. But if he gets about eight targets this game, which is what we're anticipating in this matchup, He's been able to turn in 100-yard, one-touchdown performances this season. At $5,100, he hits on that, you're already in the plus territory with a combination of Ryan Tannehill, who's only at $6,200 this week. I'm not a big fan of the top quarterbacks. Russell Wilson's been a bit of a slump. Kyler Murray's still dealing with the shoulder issue. The only one I might think about is Aaron Rodgers, because he's the only one who's truly been matchup-proof, at least the one the quarterbacks that are available this week. But even then, going up against Philadelphia, that's been a pretty good defense for the most part. So I'm not into the big top name quarterback so much this week. I'd rather go with a guy who's a value play and Ryan Tannehill turned the corner this part of the year when riding the back of Derrick Henry, I fully expect him to have a very good game in this one and be able to link up with Corey Davis. So that's my value stack. You could say of the week. And what it allows you to do is build around guys that you would not normally be able to build around in the first place. I lead up my RB one this week. Austin Eckler $7,100 on DraftKings. He came in his first game back with 26 touches. More importantly, especially when it comes to DraftKings because it's full-point PPR, 16 targets. You're going up against the New England Patriots, which is not a good defense. The The days of the Belichick defense and being fearful of it are done, at least it's not for this season anyway. And if anything, if Bill Belichick always gets credited with taking away the number one target, well, that person's going to be Keenan Allen. It's not going to be Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. They're going to game plan it for anybody for Keenan Allen, which should open up even more dump offs to Eckler. We've seen this song and dance now at this point this season, since Justin Herbert has come in when he's had both Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler out on the field. Those guys get double digit targets. Everyone else just gets sprinkled in here and there is really kind of an afterthought. I expect Eckler to be able to get more carries in this game as well. Maybe look a little healthier as he did not suffer a setback, and that's the greatest news of all. $7,100. He's not quite priced at what he should be at yet because he's still working his way back. This is the time to get Austin Eckler to bargain price. And then I went with the free space here. And the free space this week has to be Devontae Booker. $5,500 priced before Josh Jacobs they knew was going to be out. Going up against the New York Jets. While Jalen Richard is going to be back for this game, Jalen Richard is not somebody who's been very involved in the offense to begin with. Devontae Booker has been involved in the passing game, and we know he's going to handle the bulk of the carries. Against the New York Jets here at $5,500, he's the free space and tournament play. He's the guy you need to have in there to know you're going to get solid production out of. He's not going to make a contrarian play, but he's going to get solid production out of him, and the value is what allows you to make a roster construction off of that. It allows me to go after a guy like Adam Thielen at $7,300 going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. There's going to be something interesting to note here in the Minnesota game with the Jaguars here. Alexander Madison is out. It sounded like earlier on in the week, especially, that they wanted to be able to give Dalvin Cook a little bit of a break this week. Maybe even have him a little bit on a pitch count. Most importantly, not to the point where he's only getting, you know, 12 touches or anything like that, but possibly trying to make sure he doesn't get 25 or more. Well, while they could go to CJ Ham, they could go to Mike Boone. I think the more likely scenario is that they might allow Kirk Cousins against the Jacksonville Jaguars to throw it around a little bit more, to use play action a little bit more. And while I expect Dalvin Cook to be very, very effective, even still. They might get the wide receiver in the passing attack going a little bit more in this game, and that might be the way that they limit some of the wear and tear on Dalvin Cook for this week. Adam is a touchdown machine. Kirk Cousins is right now in the middle of a hot streak. There's no reason to think Adam Dillon coming back this week shouldn't find himself in the end zone, possibly more than once. Love Adam Dillon in this matchup as my wide receiver one here. The next guy I want to talk about, DJ Chark. Great value play. $5,400. That's it. That's all he is on DraftKings. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon actually looked like a competent quarterback last week. Believe it or not. I know. It surprised me too. But he showed a willingness to throw the ball down the field. He showed a willingness to throw the ball outside the numbers. And if he's going to continue to do that with that mindset, with that aggressiveness... That should bode well for DJ Chark, who hasn't really had that mindset of any of the quarterbacks that he's played with so far this season. If Mike Lennon does what he did in the first game and just be aggressive to DJ Chark in this match against the Minnesota Vikings, Chark might finally be in store for that big 150-yard multiple touchdown performance that we frankly have been waiting for. That we thought we would have more of after what we saw out of him last season with the physical ability that he possesses. He practiced in full all week. He's good to go. I'm not worried about him being limited in any capacity. DJ Chark's an absolute steal and a perfect guy in a tournament play heading into this week. Then we went with the tight end. The tight end is where at least for me personally, my lineups have been kind of faltering a little bit. I try to usually find value at tight end. I don't normally like to spend up. The idea being that a lot of tight ends out there are the same. This year, not so much. You have to go with the guys that you know are at least getting the football. You have to go with the guys that also have decent matchups. The guy who fits both of those molds is TJ Hawkinson this week. Now, the reason I go TJ Hawkinson instead of Darren Waller is because Darren Waller is $1,100 more. TJ Hawkinson's sitting right now at five thousand dollars at DraftKings against Chicago Bears, which, for as well as their defense has played this season, they haven't been very good against the tight end. No Kenny Galladay in this game, probably no DeAndre Swift in this game, leaning on Hawkinson. And Marvin Jones is going to be the way Detroit goes, but Marvin Jones has been hit or miss as well. So TJ Hawkinson becomes the most dependable pass catcher in a situation where I expect Detroit one to be a little bit more aggressive coming off the firing of Matt Patricia, but number two, I expect him to lose this game. I expect them to have to come back from behind in the second half. So I think there's a good chance here that we'll see TJ Hawkinson really get worked in really be involved. I went with another value guy in the flex. I went with a a contrarian play in the flex. I went back to that Jets game. I went back to the Raiders. At $5,200, Nelson Aguilar, who for all the implosions of Derek Carr last week and the Raiders offense in general against Atlanta, still turned in a five-catch, 54-yard performance. I've talked about this on my show before, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Also on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Talked about how Nelson Aguilar has been the most dependable wide receiver the Raiders have had. Also talked about the fact that he's turned into a home run threat for them. Now, the only thing that was a little bit concerning to me when it comes to Nelson Aguilar, that is, that they seem to make an effort to try to get Henry Ruggs back into that role and get involved in the game plan in some capacity. But because they lost and it didn't go very well, I think you could see them revert back to what was working effectively, which was hitting Nelson Aguilar on play action passes down the field. Against the New York Jets, multiple shots will be taken in that game tomorrow. I truly believe Nelson Aguilar is in line in a good position to get one of those home run shots in that game, if not two. Could be a big week for him at $5,200, taking a guy who has proven this year to be a big home run threat, who's going to be a contrarian play in this matchup. Definitely an angle that I'm very excited to be able to explore in, in this DC's DFS challenge tournament tomorrow. And to wrap it all up, put a big bow on it, took the Chicago Bears defense because they're, they're a value. $3,100, that's it. A defense going up a, a, against a Lions offensive team that's going through a coaching change and only has half of its playmakers available to it. I expect the Chicago Bears defense to bounce back after that performance against the Green Bay Packers last week. Things are a lot easier against Detroit than they are against Green Bay right now. So that's a hell of a value play right there. So those are the people who made my lineup for DraftKings. Let me give you two sleepers that didn't quite make my lineup, but were very, very intriguing. Both of running backs this week, going with Wayne Gallman at $5,600. We just got the news actually today, if you missed that one, Devonta Freeman has been placed on the season-ending IR. So Wayne Gallman's going to be the guy from here on out. And he's been fantastic. He has been putting up points. Most importantly, he's been scoring touchdowns. And against Seattle Seahawks, I expect them to have to move the ball a little bit more. And I'll add another caveat to that. More than likely, we're going to see Colt McCoy tomorrow. I think we all know what Colt McCoy does at this point. He checks the ball down. He hits the short receiver. He hits the tight end. And he hits the running back coming out of the backfield. The running back coming out of the backfield, more times than not in this game, will be Wayne Gallman. So in a PPR format, a guy who's scoring touchdowns should be in line for some extra targets at $5,600 because a heck of a play should be a high in RB two and redraft leagues Should be a must play there. This is a guy that I like a lot in tournaments with what his value is at. And then another guy who finally had his biggest game of the year last week, David Montgomery at $5,500. You thought the green Bay defense was bad against the run and they are Detroit's even worse. Mitchell Trubisky, As long as he is the starting quarterback, the RPO action, the mobility factor has to be calculated by the opposing defenses. It's enough to give David Montgomery a couple extra lanes than what he's really had available to him the majority of this season. Add in the fact that since Tariq Cohen's been gone, David Montgomery has had at least five targets in every game that he's played so far this season. He's doing it all in a great matchup this week at $5,500. If you're looking to plug in an RB2, David Montgomery can definitely be a tournament play for you. I know a lot of people want to say he doesn't have that huge ceiling. I say you're wrong because all you have to do is go back to last week and he had over 100 yards and 11 carries and then tacked on a receiving touchdown with five catches and 40 yards. You get a similar performance to that this week, you're happy with it. You get anything more than that, you're static. And because I expect Chicago to win this game and not have to come from behind like they did against Green Bay last week, he's going to get more than 11 carries in this ballgame. That's why we like David Montgomery so much. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side. I still got my FanDuel lineup to go over with you guys and my sleepers there, and then when we get done with that, we'll have Mr. Chaz Florida go over our sports picks of the week in the second half of the show. So please stay tuned right after this.
0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network this is dc's dfs challenge on the worldwide sports radio network and
1: welcome back in everybody you are listening to the dc's dfs challenge on the worldwide sports Radio Network, WWSRN, presented to you by Belly Up Sports. And we were going over our DraftKings lineups for today, along with a couple of sleepers for you guys. But we also have our FanDuel lineups, because we want to be able to touch as many people as we possibly can. We know that everyone has a preference out there, a why you play on one book or another. Whatever the case may be, we want to be able to help you guys win money, no matter what format it is that you're playing on. That's why we always attack things from a redraft perspective from every platform out there and that's why when it comes to DFS football we make sure we incorporate both DraftKings and FanDuel for you guys. So to kick things off like I said with this lineup this week it's pretty similar in a lot of ways because the value was pretty similar in a lot of ways more so than most. Usually I have a pretty big difference between the two lineups But it wasn't so much this time around. And I'll start by going over the guys that I kept the same. Number one, again, Devontae Booker, free space. On FanDuel, $6,000. Heck of a steal there. We know the deal with him. Austin Eckler is actually cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. And remember, FanDuel, you have a little bit more money to play with than you do on DraftKings. And players are priced a little bit different. They're priced a little bit higher. And yet, Austin Eckler is cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings, making him a heck of a value. In this one, I did stuck with Adam Thielen. However, what I also did was this time, instead of putting Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback, I went ahead and made the combination between Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen in this one. And I went for that combo. Kirk Cousins is only $7,300. He's actually a little bit cheaper than Ryan Tannehill is on Fanduel, which is why I ultimately made this switch here. Again, buying into the idea... That one of the ways that they might limit Dalvin Cook and his workload this week could be through opening up the passing game a little bit more than they have the past few weeks. And against Jacksonville, they should be able to take advantage of that. So again, Adam Thielen has a huge game. Most likely, Kirk Cousins is going to have a pretty good game. He's been on fire as of late, throwing for three touchdowns almost every single week now, and almost 300 yards. Play action should be there in this one. Jacksonville has enough firepower on their side to make things at least least interesting for long enough in this game to keep Minnesota aggressive. Another really big-time value combo play in my eyes for your FanDuel lineups. I also kept the Chicago Bears defense the same. Again, $4,200 on FanDuel, another steal Another value play in a great situation. A defense that does score touchdowns, that does get turnovers. And then the last but not least, the player that I also kept the same between DraftKings and FanDuel was DJ Chark. $6,300 on FanDuel. Still just a bargain deal with the ability that he's going to have and what I believe they can wind up doing with Mike Glenn at the quarterback position. So now let's talk about the guys that are different besides Kirk Cousins. Let's talk about Cooper Cup. Usually not a name that comes up when you're talking about tournament plays, but let's look at the. For instance, over the past six weeks, it's been in every other game affair with Cooper Cup as far as when he has a huge game. Going up against the Arizona Cardinals in this one, Patrick Peterson more times than not, at least he won't be shadowing, but more times than not, will be matched up on the on the Robert Woods side of the field, meaning Cooper Cup should have the mismatch whether it's Kirkpatrick or whether he's lying up in the slot. And you have a situation where this guy has been targeted a ton. I mean, an absolute ton. When this team has gone to more of their motion, gone to more of their three receiver sets, I expect them to go to more of their three receiver sets here against the Arizona Cardinals. That should lead to Cooper cup getting double digit targets again in this game. Like I said, it's been every other game affair and take what you saw against San Francisco curl up in a ball, throw it away. Throw it away. He had two bad games against San Fran. The schematics that they played against them just was not boding well for Cooper Cup. I expect him to get back involved in this game. I expect him to bounce back in this game. He's got the better mismatch than Robert Woods does in this game. $6,600, a guy who has high volume, a guy who should have double-digit targets, I believe, in this game. I feel pretty good about what he's going to be able to do. The tight end is also where I went a little bit different here. I went with a guy at $6,000, I went back and forth with him on DraftKings, too, actually. Decided to go with Evan Ingram instead of TJ Hawkinson in this instance because he's had the volume. Had a good game last week in Cincinnati. Went over 130 yards. Again, going back to the idea that Colt McCoy is going to be the starting quarterback this week. This is a guy who likes to check the ball down to his number one slot receiver, his tight end, and his running back. Evan Ingram has been targeted quite a bit all throughout the season. Now, unfortunately, there's been very few games where he's been able to produce off of that target share, but the opportunities are there, and that's the most important point against Seattle right now. I expect the Giants to have to come back from behind in this game. I expect it to be garbage time points. I expect Evan Ingram to be in a good situation to be able to produce this week. So I'm very excited about him at the tight end position. And last but not least, again, because FanDuel is a little bit different in DraftKings, you have a little bit more money to spend. And because Austin Eckler is the value that he is on FanDuel, this allowed me to go with a top-notch player at the flex position. $8,700, Nick Chubb against Tennessee. You love the matchup. No Javion on Clowney. Tennessee's been terrible against the run all year. And Nick Chubb, since he's been back off of his injury, has done nothing but proof that he is the man, that he is a superstar over Kareem Hunt, that there is a difference between the two of them. He's been a monster since he's been back from his injury. They have not held him back at all. And if you look to last week, it almost looks as though they're not interested in the 50-50, 55-45 split as much anymore with him and Kareem Hunt. It seems as though they're allowing Nick Chubb to take over a little bit more and a little bit more over the past few weeks. Now, Kareem Hunt still gets on the field. Kareem Hunt's still involved. But Nick Chubb's getting the work, and he's been a monster doing it. Love him in this matchup against 80, for $8,700, especially surrounded by a lot of high-floor, high-ceiling type of players in this lineup. So those are the players that made my FanDuel lineup. I got two guys for you that didn't quite make it that I do want to add on here. as guys to look out for. The first one up is Jarvis Landry as a wide receiver. He's only $6,000 on FanDuel. We saw last week what Jarvis Landry could do as the lead-targeted wide receiver when not in Cleveland in a crappy weather game. We finally got to see what it is he can do with double-digit targets when the wind's not blowing 50 miles an hour. Now, I'm not saying he's definitely going to drop 143 yards again this week. However, against Tennessee, again, it's a good matchup. Play action should be available. They are going to have to be aggressive at times during this game because I expect Tennessee to be able to put up points as well. Jarvis Landry is going to be a guy who's looking at double-digit targets, who's looking at 80 to 100 yards, looking at a very high floor play. If you can plug him in as your wide receiver three in your FanDuel tournament lineups it's $6,000, which you should be able to do. You should be very happy with the returns that you're going to get in this situation. The other guy that I have is a sleeper for FanDuel this week is jordan atkins Wolf fuller's gone i know it's a bad match up here against the indianapolis colts but he's 5200 somebody's going to have to be the red zone threat now that will fuller's not in the lineup that person is more likely to be jordan atkins and being that they let go of kenny stills and their wide receivers are pretty much down to brandon cooks and kiki kute jordan atkins i would imagine is a guy who's looking at seven to eight targets in this game and will be involved Because he's been involved when he's been healthy, even with all those guys on the field in the first place. He's a cheap play who has an expected high volume of opportunities headed his way now. So that wraps it up for our FanDuel lineup and our sleepers. We're going to take a quick break. Come back on the other side. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly from Worldwide Sports Radio Network is going to join us. We're going to go over our picks, and we're going to talk about our contest winner from November all that and much more right after this. So please stay tuned right after these messages.
0: It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: And welcome back into DC's DFS Challenge show. You are listening on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, presents to you by Belly Up Sports. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mader. But now I am joined with the one and only Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. How are you doing today, Chaz?
0: Well, thank God they don't have a breathalyzer for the Worldwide <laughs> Sports Radio Network. Otherwise, we, we may not be talking as we speak. <laughs>
1: Well, from what I understand, you are living the life right now, sir.
0: Live from Las Vegas on the Worldwide Sports Radio (laughs) Network. (laughs) That's right.
1: Chaz, we're going right to the source for all of our bets so far this week. Uh, Real happy to have you on. As you can see, I'm flying solo today. So good to have another voice on for the second half of the show. And before we get into all of our picks, let's give the people what they really want, which is we're here to announce the November contest winner. We have we have four contestants that became eligible. I got four names, all on a piece of paper here, and we can announce the November winner, which will be $100 to championshipfootballs.com by the one and truly Mr. Chaz Fulardi here. Gonna get your contact information, get you all set up. And a little bit differently this week, since I don't have my confidant and I don't have an extra hat, and I'm not pulling this off so you can see my hat here. I'm just going to throw these up in the air all these names here. I'm going to see which one lands in my lap. And we're going to go with that one. And the lucky winner is Belly Up Kai. Belly Up Kai is going to be the winner for November. Now, remember, if you ever want to compete, and we're running out of time now because we're getting towards the end of the season, but December contest starts this week. The link is in the description on the... On the bottom of this video, go to the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings. All you have to do is join. It's completely free. If you win, you become an eligible contestant to get your name drawn at the end of this month. And this will actually will be the last month now that I think about it because we're in week 13. So by the end of December, regular season will be over. And that will be the end of the contest. So this is your last chance to be able to win $100 at championshipfootball.com by Mr. Chaz Filardi. So a big round of applause. For Belly Up Kai, and we'll be getting in contact with you real, real soon. So now we got that out of the way. Where's well, the best wait, wait, you're before, looking at, Mister Chaz? Before,
0: wait, 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 wait! Before we get that out of the way, realize I'm in Vegas, which is home of the hundred dollar lap dance, and basically Belly Up Kai just got a hundred dollar lap dance. So God bless him.
1: Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Chaz, living life over there. What are your bets like this week?
0: well it first of all Las Vegas is, is different now we spent some time today with a couple of Las Vegas uh, callers to, to our show Sports betting weekly that live here that are locals and 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 we talked about how different it is really Dan when you live here versus when you visit here because when you when you when you live here go into the sports book to put your bed in it's like I gotta go to the, the store I gotta you know pick up dog food I gotta I might have to go pick up some firewood. I've got to go to get my bets in. I've got to go, you know, that's how it is. But when you're a visitor like I is, so we got in last night at midnight. We drove from San Diego. We got a late start. There was some traffic. We got in at probably a quarter to 12, midnight. We're in our room. I'm with a couple kids. The kids went downstairs. I went to bed. I said, I've got it. I still haven't handicapped yet. So I woke up this morning on a handicapped and, just like everywhere else that's dealing with COVID, the sports books in Las Vegas are having to deal with it. And it's very hard. So if you've ever been to a sports book, you're not gonna say I like Cleveland in the over. You're gonna say one, one, three and over. And you're gonna use the numbers. Well, guess what? Numbers are hard to understand. And if you've dealt with any numbers in your life, you know they're put a mask on your mouth and it's really difficult. So it was really hard, but <laughs> We went six and two. Now, we we threw out a little tweet before we came on the show. The biggest issue with that whole breathalyzer thing, our drink ticket.
1: Uh, Chaz there, I think for some reason your microphone just got muted. Oh, there we go.
0: Yeah, I've had about eight or ten. Well, I got guys all over the casino calling me because I told them I got things to do at seven o'clock. But... You know, you all have eight plays on a game. So when you go to a window and you, you bet a lot of tickets, you get drink tickets. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you've got a lot of drink tickets. And if you've ever had drink tickets in Vegas, drink tickets uh-huh. are very, very powerful, you know. And, and so <laughs> I have no idea who I'm betting tomorrow yet because it's seven o'clock on the Pacific time zone, which is 10 o'clock in the Eastern time zone. And. I've looked through the NFL, but I still have three or four plays that are very important to me. Now, Alabama just scored again to take a big first half lead, and that was a big winner for us. Chris is not here today, but I don't know. If, did you get a chance to see the ticket I texted or tweeted out? I, I, I did not, no. Aggies covered first half. I did not see the half. ticket for that one, no. They were losing the game. They're giving a three and a half. They drove the field. And they scored a touchdown at really with 24 seconds to go in the first half. They covered for the second half. They, uh, they won the game. So I felt so good that I was going to be able to share some love Aggie love with Chris, but of course he's not here. <laughs> you
1: no, know, he should be back here next week. And to your point with the cocktail tickets, get a few cocktails in you with the mask on trying to keep track of numbers. How do you not make some wrong bets in that scenario there?
0: Well, we had four. I had four. So what I did is because it's social distancing, they have every other window is closed. So I moved over to the l- window and I went through the tickets, and they were easy mistakes. It was like I had 144, she gave me 141 or 114, whatever it was. So it's easy, but you gotta check your tickets. Now we talk about that on our sports betting lessons. The first thing I did is I got an M Life card because I'm at the MGM Grand. So every time I make a bet. I don't care what table it is, what, what sports book it is. I'm giving them my card because at the end that's going to be worth some value to me, but you've got to check your tickets because once that, once the kickoff, if you leave the window really, and your tickets wrong, you're probably going to have to get a manager involved and, and you know, a hundred percent of the the mistakes are you lose, but then the game wins.
1: Oh yeah. 100%. 100%. Well, Let's see if you can help me out with some of the bets that I came up with this week. And I actually have a couple of parlays I want to talk about too. But first and foremost, I'll I'll give you my two locks to kick things off here. The Colts at minus three and a half. And actually, before I even get into that, I probably should talk about this. I did not go with your typical locks. I did not go with the typical teams that were double-digit leads heading into tomorrow, which there's, there's quite a few. I actually feel better about these bets, these lock bets that have closer lines and therefore getting you better money. Colts at minus three and a half against the Houston Texans, who just lost Will Fuller, haven't looked good pretty much all season long. The Colts were undoubtedly going to rebound against coming off a big loss against Tennessee last week. How? I was shocked. Are you surprised by that line of minus three and a half for the Colts over Houston in that game?
0: There there are probably four or five lines. When I looked at the lines that threw me a curveball, and that's the problem when you're sports betting. It's a little different with fantasy. When you're you're sports betting, the the house gets in your head. It really does. But I'm still getting over the Colts because I had them in the second half, and they scored to put me ahead. And I don't remember what I was doing. I don't remember where I was, but I came back to my phone, and the other team had scored again. But it was – I'm not telling you, Dan, it had to been 35, 40 seconds, maybe. And it was that onside kick that the guy returned for a touchdown. And that's a bad yeah. beat that you won't see. You won't see that bad beat on most shows. But that, for me, that was a real bad beat. Yeah, that, that game. And again, remember, I'm from San Diego. So I watched Philip Rivers, whether I wanted to or not. They shoved Philip Rivers down my throat. <laughs> for, you know, 13 years or whatever it is. And, and so so right. it, it confuses me as well. It's not just you.
1: No, I, I mean, look, in that situation, when's the last time we've seen a guy return an onside kick for a touchdown? You should have been set up pretty for that one. That's when he just kind of crinkle up like, all right, you know what? You got me on that one. There's nothing you could do about it. But I just, I'm looking at that as a lot of the times these teams that are playoff bound are usually teams that will bounce back after a big loss like that. And when you go up against Houston, which to me is clearly not on the same level as the Indianapolis Colts this season when it comes to talent level and just losing one of their big superstar wide receivers, it was just very surprising to me to see that game at minus three and a half. Now, I know they're on the road, but still, that's, that's a game I had to put them down as a lock. I feel very, very good about betting the Colts at that line. I think you're getting a steal. And the other game, I feel exactly the same way about. I got the Saints at minus three as my other lock of the week. Again, they are on the road, but they're going up against the Atlanta Falcons who will most likely not have a Holyo Jones. We know what that means for Matt and Ryan. You've taken come with the fact that the Saints defense is looking like the Saints defense that we all thought they were going to be when we were heading into the season in the first place. Malcolm Jenkins has seemingly found his niche within this system. They've been able to play more loosely. They've been able to play more aggressive. And with Taysom Hill quarterback, they've taken on this philosophy of leaning on their defense, of controlling the ball. And Taysom Hill had his best game against Atlanta in the first place because they have a terrible secondary. Yes, it's in Atlanta. It's still in a dome. I don't see how the saints don't walk away with this game. And for this to be another minus three line, it's another game where you can win a lot more money. And I feel like is about as good of a lock as you could possibly get. What's your take on that one?
0: Well, no, uh, I thought somewhere I heard that they've trickled up new Orleans to like the top defense. And that was never the case. They always were going to outscore you with breeze, but remember, a couple things one is that they that home field advantage is, is only relevant to home field and they're playing in domes well the stuff that we've learned this year about how to bet in a pandemic is going to really be valuable 100 years from now so i'm going to tell my kids 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 how to bet in a pandemic because otherwise you're not <laughs> going to have it again and then the, and then w- when you're dealing with it i think what you did was great because you said, "Hey, the line confuses me, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna focus on it." People let it get in their heads; they really do. They let that line being three or four points different than than they thought it would be get in their heads, and you can't do that because that's exactly what the house wants you to do. Remember, all the house cares about in a perfect world is going outside, smoking some cigarettes at the back door of the MGM Grand when you're betting on the game. Come back, pay the winners pay the uh, take the money from the losers and have more money than they started with And And what are uh, you not letting those, those are the best two teams in those games. There's no doubt about it. Now don't get me wrong. That Raider Atlanta game last week was a curveball to me because I thought it would be close. <laughs> and, and that was a college score.
1: Yeah. Well, that was, that was a team imploding on itself with, with Derek Carr. It's funny. You mentioned that game. Cause that's actually my upset pick of the week. The jets to cover it's at eight and a half right now. It's the jets plus eight and a half. I'm taking that action well, the Raiders will bounce back. They won't play as badly as they did last week. That, that, that part I'm not questioning, but no Josh Jacobs. You're still going to have to play on the East coast. The jets with having Sam Darnold and a full plethora of wide receivers, I believe will be able to keep that game within eight and a half especially with the Raiders being on the road on the East Coast without their best weapons necessarily handy to them. It's the only time of the year that I've even contemplated betting on the Jets' side. I don't feel great about it because it's the Jets, but when I look at that 8.5 line with the Raiders on the road, after watching what they did at Atlanta last week, after knowing they're not going to have some of their top players on both sides of the ball, didn't even mention they're not going to have Jonathan Abram on the defensive side of the ball, which their defense is much better when he plays. It kind of just leads to me that this game might wind up being close. Am I crazy for going on the Jets no, side? No.
0: Between me, you, and Chris, we probably talked about the Jets seven times this season, and not one of them has been complimentary because they're the Jets. They're really, really poor. But think about it: you're giving eight and a half points. You scored six points last week. You scored six points. Who are you to give eight and a half points <laughs> to anybody?
1: <laughs> no, this exactly exactly one of my points that's so why i looked at the game and i'm like you if you could just take away that new york jets name on it and just put a team x on there with the same statistics the same matchup numbers with the raiders i would have zero zero uh concern about betting on it because the jets you get in there get in your head a little bit like oh but yeah, but it's sam Darnold and it's adam gase and they'll implode somehow but a eight and a half Eight and a half for a team that's not going with his full arsenal that just got destroyed by a below average team on the East Coast to begin with. I just don't see that number. And to your point about not letting Vegas get in your head, this is where you have to try to be confident in yourself that you know what you're watching from the NFL standpoint and know that if you understand the game, don't let Vegas and those numbers make you think like, oh, are they knowing something that I don't know? No, go off of what you know. Go off of what you see. Because otherwise, to your point, they will get in your
0: head. Well, potential, right? Derek Carr and the Raiders—they've had potential for how many years now? How many years have oh, they yeah. had potential? When, when, when the, the the Gruden first came and they got rid of, you know, they got rid of their two best players, right? They sent them away and got all these traffic. But the bottom line is, you're only as good as your quarterback. Now, Gruden won a Super Bowl with a, a mediocre quarterback, but the thing about Derek Carr is, is everybody expects keeps expecting him to. To, to, to become uh, this great quarterback, and how many games in is he? He's not a rookie, he's not second or third year. At some point in time, you got to just say, and we talked about it on my show how much trust do you have in these guys? And I'm telling you right now, after last week, how could you trust Oakland, Las Vegas, the Raiders, Derek Carson, whatever you want to call them? You can call them like six things, but you're not going to call them <laughs> trustful.
1: No, you're not. I mean, and on paper, it was crazy about this team right now is that on paper, Derek Carr is having a very good statistical season. This team in general is actually playing maybe better than they should be with the talent that they have, but they have these lapses for periods of time throughout seasons and throughout this season as well, where you just don't know which team you're going to get. You don't know which Derek Carr you're going to get. And that just kind of plays into this whole, whole thing right now. And, the other part of it that I didn't get to talk about yet was that with Sam Darnold coming back, I'm not a big fan of Sam Darnold. I, I, I think he's somebody who's going to have to move on. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback, but what I saw out of him last week coming off the injury with his weapons is that he's going into this end of season mode that I like to, and I see Sam Darnold go into the last three years now, which is where he stops checking the ball down. He stops going to his slot receiver all the time and he starts letting it fly. Basically he starts playing like he has nothing to lose It struck me last week, he started playing that way again, meaning if he's going to be a little bit more aggressive with a healthy Prashad Perryman, with a healthy Denzel Mims, and he can still have his little safety blanket there and Javis Crowder, it's enough to make the offense competent and be able to keep certain games close against certain teams. And that's why I kind of look at this matchup as this is one of those games where it's going to be that. Uh, We don't have to get into it too much. The parlay bet that I did want to throw out there because I like to throw one parlay bet out there. I took my two lock teams there with the Colts and the Saints, Knocked them down to about a point and a half each to cover together. That gave me about plus 216 odds on the day. So I feel pretty good about that. It's the Colts minus one and a half. It's the Saints minus one and a half. And it's a nice early parlay too. I like the fact that it's an early afternoon game tomorrow because then once I win that one, I'll feel pretty good about being able to bet again the rest of the day and have some more money to be able to play with, but feeling pretty good about that parlay uh, myself.
0: I do want to go over oh, some yeah. of these lines. So we, have, we have extra days of football and extra games. I mean, this this COVID is Oh, yeah, we're we'll really going
1: up to Tuesday this week.
0: Yeah. I, I know. I went down to the sportsbook this morning, and three of the games that were on my things-to-do list were no longer on my things-to-do list. If only COVID could take away all the work I got to do at home, no, all it does is take away all my handicapping.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was funny. I actually played a little bit of action on the Wednesday game just because I felt like I had to, I'm like it's a Wednesday afternoon game. This has to get spiced up in some kind of capacity. Uh, luckily, walked away. I just bet the under on that one. Was it walked away with some action on that one because it was only 19 to 14? But man, that was really weird having a Wednesday afternoon game. And even this week, we're we're gonna go into Tuesday night again this week. Hopefully, we won't have any more delays after that. But Wednesday afternoon felt wrong. It, it just did. It felt felt very well, very out of place.
0: Two, two things I want to talk about. One is I talked about that. I, I did a social media post. Some guy was really excited. And, and again, whatever you got to do to get through COVID is, is what you got to do. It's very tough. I mean, to say it's a strain on the mental health is, is an understatement. But I also reminded him that everybody sees their kids and they're beautiful. They love their kids. But, you know, your kid could be really ugly, too. And that was what Wednesday football. That was an ugly game. The other thing is, you know, you talked about the Jets. Well, we, we looked at two things. We looked at the list of teams by their record. And there's an 11-0 team and a 9-2 team. There's some good, good teams. And then we looked at the National Football League against the spread. And 24 of the teams are stuck, or no, 28, 28 of the teams, there's only 32 teams, right? 28 of them are stuck between seven and four and four and seven against the spread. And that goes back to what we were talking about with you and, and the point spreads. The, they, they're really, just, they're just very, very good at knowing where to put the point spread just enough to cause you grief. Because as you know, seven and four and four and seven, that's 28 of the 32 teams are in that. That's really close to a coin flip. And if it's a coin flip, you know what? I always tell people if, if I spend the whole day and I go 10 and 10, you know what? It's not kissing your sister, but it's pretty darn close.
1: No, I I agree. I mean, that's that's the point of what they're trying to do on their end. But yeah, if it's coming down to a coin flip, if I feel like when I'm betting one of the strategies that I try to implement is that if I feel like the game could go either way with where they're set at, I'm not going to bet it or I'll find a different prop to bet on or something throughout that game. But I'm not going to bother with a game that I feel like could go either way based on that line. I want to go with the game that I feel actually good about. And a lot of these lines this week, I feel like this is this is going to be a week for the people. It's not going to be a week for the sports books. It's going to be a week for the people. Because some of these lines just really jump out to me. Minnesota minus 10. I would love to bet Jacksonville plus 10. I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus 10 in that game. You just saw Jacksonville against Cleveland Browns where a better team, the Minnesota Vikings, keep it within two points. I think they're completely underselling the fact that Mike Lennon's actually a competent quarterback compared to what Jacksonville's had. And they didn't even have their top wide receivers in that game. They didn't have DJ Chark. They didn't have Chris Conley in that game. They were even missing pieces. They didn't have their best guard in Norwood for that game. The Minnesota Vikings aren't as good as the Cleveland Browns. Why are they getting Minus 10 points. Give me Jacksonville plus 10. That line to me was out of whack. There was a few lines to be out of whack. The Giants-Seattle game to me is out of whack. I don't care if it's Colt McCoy at quarterback. The Giants defense has been playing really well. Russell Wilson's been in a slump as of late. Don't give me 10 points. That game's going to be about a one-score type of game. It's not going to be a two-score type of game. Give me the Giants plus 10 and a half. The, the other one I was going to say, but I kind of backed off of it a little bit, was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Green Bay Packers. That line is set at eight. While I do like the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles to some degree, because Carson Wentz has been such a turnover machine, that and Aaron Rodgers has been on an MVP-like level, that's a game where I could see that line being right about there, eight points, and I probably would back away from that one. And then the Chiefs minus 13, mm-hmm. while it's a big line, it's a line that you come to expect when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. But any of those also strike you as odd this week.
0: Well, yeah, you know, you mentioned the Giants. They're one of those teams that you could look at their record and say they suck. But if you look at their record against the spread, you're winning money betting the Giants this year. And I know you've had them a couple of times. A few of those other games. Well, you know what? It really is. It's called gambling for a reason. And there's nothing you could be really into a lot of sports the nfl is the one i mean not the not pro hockey not pro basketball not pro baseball college football college basketball but the nfl is the one that really is hard and that's why when you see the guys that uh, talk about the contest and the super contests and the shirt contest, these are guys they're paying thousands of dollars to be in this contest and a couple of weeks back their top selections which is the consensus picks the top five picks for both of those contests they were zero and ten Dan. Zero and ten
1: it is brutal and that's what makes you think about these lines when they when they strike you as being odd when they strike you as what should be no-brainers again back to the mental games that you were talking about earlier on the show that's where they can start to kind of get in your head just want to keep the point of don't just If it looks odd to you, if it looks like a line where you feel confident it should be one side or the other, go with your gut. Go with your gut instinct. Because like to your point, with the Giants, for instance, they have a winning record against the spread this year. You wouldn't think it, but they do. They're able to keep in games because of that defense right now, a thing that's getting very underselled with this team in general. And the idea that Daniel Jones is that significant of a drop-off with Colt McCoy, I think is preposterous especially from the pocket. Daniel Jones has not been good from the pocket. The only thing he's really been able to do well is use his legs. Cole McCoy will actually be more efficient as far as getting the ball out, the Sterling Shepard, getting the ball out, the Evan Ingram, getting the ball out, the Wayne Gallman on the flank. He's going to be more efficient in some of those areas where I don't think overall the offense is going to take much of a hit. I think they're overselling that idea. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But that 10 and a half points, that seems like a big spread for two teams that I don't feel like are 10 and a half points difference from each other, especially with well, the way the Seattle's last, been playing the right
0: last now. Three weeks, in the last three weeks, you have probably had seven or eight quarterbacks that you could have talked about that aren't as good at as football players called McCoy is. And they're NFL quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right, 100%. The quarterbacks are dropping like flies this year. 100%. Mention. What thing I got to mention? We didn't mention the, that the, that winner, when they choose that souvenir football, like we just did one for one of the contests and they, they chose the two-time national championship Penn State from 1986, because we go back and we create custom souvenir footballs from the past. They got to take the picture. So just so you know, when you, you sign up and you get that free football, There's a there's a uh, there's a clause. It's the football clause. not like the Santa Claus, but the football clause. You got to send back a picture because you know what? It's really cool to see these fans of this team with their football in their hand. The smiles are so, so bright.
1: Oh, yeah. You have a great product over there. And I'm glad you brought it up because we're getting down to the last few minutes of the show. I want you to talk about championshipfootballs.com. I want you to talk about Sports Betting Weekly on Thursday nights on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network as well. And where to follow you.
0: Well, you know what? It, 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 the guys, and you know, I'm not telling you anything you know. The guys from the worldwide sports radio network, Errol and Petey, do such a great job. But we're we're having a lot of fun with it. And it's only been for us a few weeks. You're good. I talked to you, we've watched you. You're really good handling the zoom and the video. I'm still struggling with the fact that the camera's over here, but the guys are over here and I got to remember if I'm looking over here that the camera doesn't see me over there, but, but we're having a lot of fun, but more importantly, we're giving out winners. So what do we know? They gave out Texas A&M now. Chris, of course, could have gave out Texas A&M, but the bottom line is you could give out a game. It's still got to win. So it's sports Weekly, live.com. And you could always catch our last show there. We're on the belly up podcast network. We're at the worldwide sports radio network. That's uh, eight o'clock Thursdays. And, uh, pretty much every one of those shows that we talk about sports betting is one of our sponsors because they just, they're a good fit. If you, if you're a fan of a team, it's for that special season. Everybody has a team, but sometimes they don't Rutgers. I have never done a Rutgers football. I've never done a Maryland football, but when your team has a special season, it really is. It's, it's, it's that that's what it is it's a custom souvenir football for your favorite teams special season championshipfootballs.com the coolest present that they'll open that day and it's guaranteed
1: and one of our own Belly Up Kai is going to be taking home that one for the November contest. Remember, you can enter for the last month of the season, the December contest starting tomorrow on the link in the description below the video, right here, right now. The DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings will have one eligible contestant winner each week and then have a drawing at the end of the month, which will be right before New Year's this year. This is Mr. Chaz Filardi at Second Half Chase. Make sure you're following him there. He's a great follow-all throughout the week. You can check out me and my show at Belly Up MDFF Show. We're on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday is the big live show from 12 to 1.30. We do the previews for that one. And we're in the playoffs for fantasy football. This is the last... Regular season game for most leagues out there. Week 14 kicks off the fantasy playoffs. We have a lot we're going to have to go over. Really time for crunch time for MD Nation to be able to try to win a championship there. We're hopefully going to help you win money here. We'll be back out there tomorrow morning with all the news updates at Belly Up Fantasy, at Belly Up MDFF Show making sure you guys are getting the best up-to-date news that you could possibly have. So you can make that waiver move before your competition is able to. And that way you guys can get the edge. Make sure you're checking out belly for all the updated rankings as well. Everybody take care, stay safe, be happy. And Chaz, like you always say, go for it.
0: Always be cashing, baby.
1: Always be cashing. Everybody take it easy and have a lovely night, especially you Chaz out there in Vegas.